steal you for a second. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Girls Night In. My name is Michelle, and I'm joined with my hosts, Karen, Blarina, and Glory, to recap this week's episode. Before we dive right into it, I want to start off with just getting to know us ladies and getting to know a little bit about our interests in kind of the dating landscape. So my question to all of you is, what are your biggest turn-ons and turn-offs when it comes to a potential partner? Maybe we can start with the negatives. So what's like a huge turn-off to you that if someone had, you just wouldn't date them, like, like just end it right there and then? My hosts, Karen, Blarina, and Glory, to recap this week's episode. Before we dive right into it, I want to start off with just getting to know us ladies and getting to know a little bit about our interests in kind of the dating landscape. So my question to all of you is, what are your biggest turn-ons and turn-offs when it comes to a potential partner? Maybe we can start with the negatives. So what's like a huge turn-off to you that if someone had, you just wouldn't date them, like, like just end it right there and then? I think for me, it would definitely be if they're rude to like other people, like for example, let's say we go to a restaurant or something and then they're rude to the waiter or like, you know, maybe we're taking the bus and they don't say thank you to the bus driver after we get off. Like, I don't know, just those small things. I, I It just puts me off because um, I feel like kindness is so important and I want someone who is nice to everybody and who I feel like I can enjoy being around, feel comfortable going out in public with. I don't want to go out in public with someone who's rude. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. And it just shows them like who they actually are. Like obviously at the very beginning of your relationship or even like going on dates, they'll probably give you like a lot of attention. But then if you start to notice that like they're treating other people differently and they're giving you special treatment, I think that's like a huge red flag um but yeah but for me I would say I think definitely people who go on their phones too often like they don't really focus on the conversation they're just like on their the, their phones or even on their dates like even when you're sitting down and eating eat, eating and talking then I feel like yeah like definitely like don't go on your phone <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Like when you're on your phone, I'm like, hello, like engage with me. Like, I feel like one of my love languages quality time. So if someone can like really give 100% of their attention on me, <laughs> I would love that. So definitely agree with that, Karen. How about you, Glory? Mm, yeah, those are good ones you guys mentioned. Um, I think for me, I want a guy, a big, a turnoff for me would be someone who has like no emotion or who is like not able to like be vulnerable or open up. I feel like there's some people or some personalities, like you'll tell them like really exciting news and like their emotion won't change or like they won't be like excited for you or, you know, you'll be crying and they'll just be like standing there. So I want someone who can like feel the feels with me and, you know, bachelor and bachelor is all about vulnerability so someone who can also do that is really important and if you can't (laughs) yeah I feel like girls are really good at tapping into their emotional side and like being vulnerable and empathetic whereas guys like just struggle with that a little bit more I don't know if it's about like how they were brought up or the community they're surrounding themselves with but that's definitely a turnoff for me too I guess on the positive note what's like your biggest turn on 
it could be physical even emotional like what about a guy that you would just love and like get all the butterflies in your stomach um for me if he's over six feet immediate turn on <laughs> I'm just kidding of course but I mean that would be it is definitely you know a plus if a guy is over six feet because I'm tall so I need someone to be a little bit taller than me but um another turn on for me is um someone who can lead so I think when I'm in a relationship I want to date a guy who can like lead us in a relationship so when things are tough lead us to um you know making the right decision or making lead us to uh you know just be able to kind of make decisions and um guide us kind of through our journey together I feel like that's really important to me yeah no definitely I mean I mean I've experienced something like that where um a per- the person was not a leader so our conversation was like what do you want to do I don't know what do you want to do I don't know what do you want to do and then it just goes back and forth and forth and it's just sometimes like I wish you know they they're more like decisive like obviously I feel like I decide a lot of times but I, obviously I want my significant other to decide and make decisions and plan ahead of time too um but yeah I think for me someone who like listens and like actually understand and try to be empathetic Um, because then I feel like that way you can grow together because I feel like for me like I've always been very empathetic I try to put myself in their shoes so like I think that's definitely like a turn on for me yeah that's a great one like empathy and someone who can lead like just a man you know like it's clear that we're all looking for that so hopefully in the future when we're like 30 and old, you know what, we don't even have to have a man, but if we do, hopefully they have all those turn-ons and none of those turn-offs because that would be awesome. 30? Um, this needs to come like ASAP Rocky. Like this needs to be in like the next couple of years, people, not 30. Yeah, that's true. Because when you think about it, like you probably want to date a few more years before you get married. So when you like actually start dating at 30, it's like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's true. I I heard that like when you're older, you literally only have to go on like one date to know if like they're the one for you just because you're so old and you really know what you're looking for. So even if we're single at 30, I know if we find someone like quick, it'll be like end game right away. So hopefully. (laughs) Okay, thanks everyone for your inputs. Love getting to know each other and, you know, aspects of our lives in terms of that. Let's dive right into the episode. So this episode was the one right before Hometowns. Really juicy, really interesting. It gets serious really quick. So we're going to start off with the first one-on-one. So in the beginning of the episode, Katie sits down with Taisha and Caitlin and kind of talks through her logic of who she wants to take on a date this week. We obviously have Mike, little virgin Mike, and Brendan, the person no one really knows who he is and why he's here. And... The guys are talking, they're trying to figure out who's going to get the date, and then Greg gets the date. What are our initial thoughts on that? He's the first one to get a second one-on-one, and he gets it before Mike and Brendan. How does everyone feel? Um, honestly, I think Katie already knows who she wants to be with, but she had to choose, like, if she had to choose out of, like, all the other men, I guess she wanted to give a rose to Brendan, but like again this is like her like I would say like 
I feel bad for Brendan just because like he didn't really get that one-on-one after so many times and plus it's like unfair because Gray got two one-on-ones but again this is her journey Katie's journey like she gets to decide her, her own rules yeah like when you think of you know Katie's journey like at the end of the day when you almost do some of the math odds like either she can choose to send to have Greg on this one-on-one with her and continue building what is already a strong relationship or she can invest it in a guy that you know maybe her connection isn't as strong but is one is really one more one-on-one going to get them to that point of where she is with like other people I don't know so it's like almost like maybe I just rather invest the time and the date into someone I could see a future with and really kind of confirm and validate those feelings versus trying to create sparks where there's kind of already a poor foundation or nothing is really built from the beginning so it's just almost like especially with hometowns coming the next week maybe just invest that time into someone you already built a connection with yeah I definitely agree with that like you could really tell Katie really really likes um Greg and I feel like this was definitely the reason why she chose Greg was to get some sort of validation because I don't know something I've noticed from the past few episodes and even this episode is that she always kind of says something to him kind of implying that she's doubtful in him so for example like last week I remember her saying to his face right she's like she felt like he was hesitant and then this week she said during the dinner time that she felt like he was going to leave her so I feel like her saying that kind of feels like to me that she needs some sort of reassurance from him. So I don't know, I just feel like she really likes him. And so this date was also to get that reassurance from Greg. Yeah, I really agree with that because I know she even said to Greg, like, I'm just scared you're going to leave. And I feel like (laughs) that fear is very indicative. And it's sad that she feels that way because it's clearly that she's like really into him. But again, like, it's so clear that she's so all into him, like the first impression rose, the first one-on-one, and now the second one-on-one. Do you think this kind of affects the other men in the house because it's like Greg is the clear front front runner? Oh, 100%, right? Like we saw it last season with Claire and Dale. Like once the guys all knew that Claire had such a strong connection with Dale, they were all kind of like, you know, just kind of like patting themselves on the back saying like, good try, like, here's my participation ribbon, thanks. Um, But like, it's, I feel like it just kind of impacts the guys from a mental standpoint thinking like, oh, like, I know she already has a strong connection with another guy. Maybe I don't even compete. And it's also a little bit discouraging to feel that the progress that you're making with the other person is maybe almost like, discarded or discredited because of such the strong connection that she has and that's so public publicly known yeah I feel like like any sort of one-on-one time during this whole process is so important and means a lot and I feel like in terms of the other guys in the house I feel like it probably could have even affected some more than others so for example I feel like with Michael A probably having that one-on-one time like was really critical and would have been really helpful for his journey just because he knows that um, obviously if he does pursue a relationship with Katie, like there's, you know, Katie's going to have to take on another role, which is kind of, you know, being with James as well. So 
having that one-on-one -on -one time, I feel like is important to these guys and, and helping them make a decision as well. A hundred percent. Yeah. I think like it definitely could cause like, you know, discouragement for the other men, but ultimately again, it is her own journey. And if she's really invested in Greg, like it's hard for her to hide that then so be it. Like, I think she still has great relationships outside of Greg, which is great. So I, I think it's fine. Um, but the date itself was super cute. They mimicked the Seattle market, which is Katie's hometown. They threw some fish around, played some football, just like the most wholesome date ever. What are we thinking about their connection? Because for me, like, I think they're super, super cute. Yeah, I think the date was adorable. I do think they're cute, but I don't know. I feel like I kind of feel like Katie might like Greg more than Greg likes Katie. And it kind of goes back to like her saying all those things, right? Like saying how she feels like he's going to leave. And then last week saying that she feels like he's hesitant. Um, I feel like for her to try and push that reassurance out of Greg, like that's not really a good sign. Like she doesn't have to do that with any of the other guys in the house. Um, but with Greg, she has to kind of push him to say those things. And so she finally got that this episode when he said she's falling in love with him. But I don't know, like, did he feel maybe some pressure to say that because of, you know, what's going on every week? So I don't know. I think they do have a good connection, but I feel like maybe this process isn't right for Greg. It might just be too fast and overwhelming. Mm -hmm. and, and I just personally feel like he has some doubts for sure. Like even when um, his name got called out, for his second date one-on-one -on -one with Katie, he wasn't too surprised. Like, have, did you guys see his <laughs> expression? Yeah. Yeah, like he wasn't excited. And like, I think a few times like during their conversation, like he wasn't really into it. You know what I mean? So I personally feel like, do you think this is who he is? Or do you think, cause like he said, he said, this is who he actually is. Like his sister mentioned that like, this is his personality. Or do you think he's actually hiding something and maybe he doesn't want to commit to an engagement? Yeah, well, I was just going to say, actually, like, I definitely do see that that kind of side of like, maybe he's not into Katie, but I think there is also a side of him that is he, like, he's a little bit more quiet, a little bit more to himself, right? Like, he's no Andrew. He's no, you know, Blake, who's so expressive and communicative. He is a little bit on the quieter side and maybe that's just kind of translating to him to us perceiving it as he's not into Katie, but I don't know, maybe he is, or, or maybe honestly he isn't, and he's just here for the fame as all Twitter says. Yeah, no, 100%. Like, I saw something about how Greg is Thomas, but just better executed, <laughs> as in like, you know, he, he was definitely chasing fame, or like he auditioned for a bunch of Bachelorette like seasons, and he finally got on this year. And all in all, it just kind of seems like he's shocked every time like Katie is so all into him. Because I feel like he just didn't expect to fall in love or have the lead like him so much. Like, I feel like he wanted to be like eliminated and like coast through until like, you know, the end kind of. But now it's like, oh no, like she is in love with me. Like, what do I do? So it's definitely interesting to see. Yeah. And like his situation reminds me of Taisha and Brendan from last Bachelorette season. Like how Brendan was like, oh, I don't think I'm ready for this. And honestly, like he should be ready for this. Like you signed up for this to be on the show. Like you should be ready for an engagement. So obviously I feel like 
they're coming on the show for the wrong reasons. And in this case, maybe Twitter, these tweets are, are right. Maybe Greg is coming here for the wrong reason. Do you guys think though that if we didn't see all of this Twitter drama, if we didn't read all those reports about how he's an actor, about you know all these claims about how he's fake and whatever, whatever, do you would you guys believe that him and Katie had a genuine connection if we ignored all of the drama? Like, would you see Greg as a as the villain still? Hmm, that's a good question. <laughs> Honestly, I think you're right. Like, I I think because of all these tweets it kind of like clouds our judgment and we just think that oh no like we know that there's a side of him like we we assume that he's coming on the show for the wrong reasons so I guess like if I didn't know I would think that their relationship is like genuine and like they're actually falling in love I don't know for me it's like I feel like even without the Twitter stuff, I would still feel reluctant just because from day one, Katie has been so forward with how she's feeling and Greg hasn't really responded in any way. Like I remember last time she told him that he was, she was falling for him and he just leaned in for a kiss and didn't really like say anything. And you know what? It could just be that he's not expressive. And obviously this is on TV. Like it's not something comfortable, but I don't like just looking at the relationship. I just don't feel like she, he's as into her. But also, I don't think that's a bad thing. Like, just because she's the bachelorette doesn't mean that every guy has to, like, love her and they don't get a choice in it. So even if she she he chooses that, like, okay, Katie's not for me, like, I don't think that necessarily means he's a bad guy or came onto the show, like, for the bad reasons. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. And I think that's why I love Serena P last season so much because she was, like, the one girl who, like, wasn't as into The Bachelor and 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 like it was completely fine because she was just like you know he's not my person so if that's the case with Greg where he you know maybe he is here for the right reasons and he's just not into Katie then yeah like I think that's completely valid um but I do agree that I feel like there is something a little bit like fake about him like I don't know it's just like I think I want more from him but he's not giving it um which makes me kind of question his his kind of interesting Katie but then I see them make out and I see them kiss and I feel like he is interested in those moments so I don't know I don't really know with this guy yeah and I think the best part is that we'll probably see like more to him especially when we get to the end of the show and see how everything rolls out so definitely Greg we're keeping our eye on you especially me because you were my choice so don't let me down (laughs) okay anyways moving on we have a little tidbit about Brendan We'll keep this short because, again, don't really know Brendan. Feel kind of bad for the guy, but he gets sent home after not getting the one-on-one, puts on some chapstick, of course, just in case, you know, that moment's coming. And he goes home, which is kind of expected. But I think the interesting thing here is that Blake and Brendan actually knew each other before the show because they played hockey together. And we see them say goodbye to each other, but we never really see them discuss their relationship. Did you guys know about this? Like the Blake and Brendan friendship? No. All I knew is like, obviously they're both from Canada. Like that's the only thing. So like when they, when, when I guess like when Brendan went to see Blake, I was like, oh, maybe because they're Canadian. I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know. I didn't, really didn't know that. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. It's just funny because apparently Blake is the one who told Brendan to go on the show. And then Blake shows up and steals his girl. Like, what the heck is that? Yikes. Um, 
maybe Blake didn't realize like, oh my gosh, like Katie is actually a really good person that's that fits perfectly for him. So maybe he's just like, okay, you know what? Maybe I should go back on the show. Like his first intention was to not, but then maybe later on, yes. <laughs> yes, and we, we do need the tea from Blake about the, the group date as well, because at this group date, there was Andrew S., Justin, Michael A., and Blake. And it was all about, I don't really know how to put it, flowery imagery that is a little bit, you know, raunchy. Um, and they all get to draw kind of their take on everything. What are everyone's thoughts on this? Because I feel like we've seen a lot of like sexual themed dates this season because of Katie. Um, do we like this type of date? Did we enjoy like the comedy here? Or what, what do you guys think? I think for me, like, I feel like it's entertaining, but we we can't even see what they drew. Like they blurred out what Blake drew. So it's like, it takes the fun out of it. How, how am I supposed to like have fun and laugh at it if I don't even know what it is, you know? So that's the only thing I don't like about these types of dates is that we don't get the full experience. And I think it happened also like last season with Matt James. I can't remember exactly what the date was, but like they bleeped out everything that all the girls were saying. So it's like, kind of takes away the fun in it as an audience watching it I don't know what's happening wait I actually for for the longest time even like right now I always thought that Blake's drawing was actually like a black canvas or canvas (laughs) I initially thought that too and then my sister's like no they're just (laughs) and I thought he was like trying to be like you know like bringing in like metaphors and like analogies or whatever it's like this is a blank screen and we could work on it together type of you know (laughs) he started off painting the canvas black all black and then I think he drew something after and then the producers like just blocked it out (laughs) yeah I I know there's a petition going around for Blake to reveal what he drew which I do hope he does because I'm kind of curious like what was it you know Definitely something not appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think he did it last season too with Taisha. Like, didn't he? Yeah. (laughs) I'm pretty sure he like used clay and sculpted male genitalia. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Blake. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Blake, man. Well, on the more wholesome side of things, Michael A. did get the rose at the date, which was really validating. I loved their conversation. Michael A was kind of saying how like all he needed from Katie was just a little bit reassurance and she answered all his questions right off the bat and we also saw his really cute moment of FaceTiming his son and being like you're my best friend (laughs) so cute we love Michael A we say it every week it's it's not different um but yeah do you guys think we're gonna meet his son at the hometowns I'm I'm kind of intrigued about that Well, I mean, if he gets eliminated or if he self-eliminates, then we may not. But I definitely think we will um, meet his son because it's so obvious, like, his son is a big part of his life. Like, when Katie was telling him, you know, like, when I give you a rose, I'm also giving your son, you could see, like, Michael A was tearing up. and, And that meant so much to him to kind of have that validation from Katie and to see how much she respected him and 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 was trying to include him and his son into the relationship so I definitely think if if Michael A makes it to hometowns or I mean he didn't he does make it to hometowns when they have their hometown I definitely think the son is going to be a big part of that conversation I'm sure 
you know, if, if, if Michael is going to bring another woman into his life, he wants to make sure his son is comfortable with that. And his son is going to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Like literally I would be so excited to see his son and like how he would be as a, as a father. Cause obviously we've seen so much like father, father figure from him, like throughout the whole season, but I just want to see how it's like, like how he treats his kids, like how he gets along. What's it like? What's it's what's, what is whoa whoa something's wrong with me today <laughs> what is it like to to um you know like start a family with Michael A and that's like very exciting but like on the side note I mean there are like some rumors going around saying that like he he self-eliminated himself so what 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 type of reason like what reason do you think is the reason why like he left or he decided to discontinue like con- like just go home <laughs> I can't remember if it was like one of the previews I feel like in one of the previews he was facetiming his son and like his son it was just too much for Michael to handle being away from his son I think even his son was like feeling sad as well so I think maybe that played a role. I don't know if I forgot though. Like, is is that what happened in that preview <laughs> that one week? Yeah, that's what it was. But now that I'm thinking about it, if he makes it to hometowns, like he's going to see his son either way. So mm-hmm. like maybe then if he is going home and he self-eliminates, maybe it's because he felt Katie wasn't like a, the right fit or something. Because either way, like if he makes it to hometowns, like may as well like finish off the journey, right? Hmm. maybe yeah. maybe they did but his son could have like said something to him like I'm not ready for a mom or I'm not I'm not ready to have like replace my mom or in like like other words or like, the way that he he would say it so like maybe he like reconsidered like like his relationship with Katie and maybe he's not ready to get a wife I mean all really good theories and I I do have a like gut feeling that he's I don't know like gonna self-eliminate or just not make it to the end I don't know why but I definitely think the sun's involved just like everyone's saying but interesting yeah this is just making the season juicier and juicier like I'm just so excited to see what happens on <laughs> well anyways after the group date we get our last one-on-one with Mike he is the token virgin of the season and of course he gets the sexual date where they do you know <laughs> the poses together he kept saying he were, like Katie reminded him of her his mom because of like all these cuddle positions how did everyone feel because I felt kind of weird like I don't know if it was a producer's edit or like he just kept on saying it (laughs) I don't know yeah Yeah, I felt really uncomfortable with him saying that I feel like because the date is also about like you know cuddling and whatever um that just made it 10 times weirder to say that you remind her of her mom, like, especially to her face. Oh, man, if someone told me that I wouldn't be like running away. <laughs> yeah, I know. Same. Me too. Probably be like skirt. I don't know. <laughs> kind of cringing a little bit. But honestly, at the same time, it's kind of cute, too, just because it's like he's he sees like a motherly motherly. Oh, my gosh, I can't even say things today. Motherly figure. Katie and like I guess like he probably respects his mom a lot and I don't know like there's a saying where um men actually look for like their future Mm -hmm. wives who are like similar to his mom or something like that so that could be something I don't know correlation I don't know 
Oh, I didn't know that, but it makes sense because I feel like when he was saying that, like obviously as viewers, we're kind of like, what do you mean? But I think he meant it with the best intentions. Like he yeah. sees a lot of good qualities in her that he also respects and loves about his own mother. So, yeah. Yeah, that's very true. He like Mike is a good guy. He definitely didn't mean it in any weird sort of way, but I guess like it could depending on the person, it could be like interpreted as a little bit odd. I felt like it, it was more so the context that it was in that made it <laughs> weird. Katie's sitting on top of him. He's like, yeah, you remind me of your mom. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe I don't know. Maybe my family isn't tight like that, but. <laughs> I don't know it's weird yeah yeah like I don't think anything's wrong with what he said it's just like the context but again Mike is a great guy like I saw yeah. a TikTok from Hunter that was like Mike's the one that he'd be okay with if his sister dated which I thought was really wholesome Aww. and I hope we see Mike again because I do want to see him find love like hopefully he's on paradise but I don't know we'll have to see I ship him so hard with Maddie Pruitt I think they would be amazing together yeah. just saying I think so too. Maddie, Mike, if you hear this, we got you. (laughs) (laughs) Girls Night In has turned into a matchmaking service now. (laughs) Yes, but Katie does send Mike home, which wasn't too much of a surprise considering hometowns were coming up and they didn't really mesh well. So bye, Mike, but we really love seeing you and we wish to see more of you. Okay, now the last segment of the show was, of course, the rose ceremony. Definitely the toughest one yet. And before even going into it, I had no idea who she was going to choose because I felt like she had like a decent connection with all the guys. But sadly, Andrew S. is the one who goes home in the most dramatic way possible. He visits Katie the next morning, hands her this note that says, if you change your mind, you can come like look for me or something. She changes her mind and then he says no. (laughs) No. Okay, first off, there's so much to unpack, but I know we had a lot of emotions during this time. Like, everyone who, like, felt something, like, explain, like, what you felt and, like, why you felt it, I guess. Wait, okay, before we dive into this, reality Steve! (laughs) You lie! (laughs) Because he predicted that Andrew S. would be top four who would make it to hometowns, but he didn't, so I'm like, reality Steve! (laughs) But yeah, sorry. Um, back to the topic. Um, obviously, like I was like really upset, like seeing, because I know that they have a really like strong connection, like Katie and Andrew. So I was really shocked to see him go. I was angry. Like, why? I don't get it. I'm mad. Like, why would you send Andrew as home? Like, if it's between Andrew S and Justin, like. If this was my connection, I would have kept Andrew. And I feel like she just like had a strong connection with him like right from the get-go. So it was just kind of like frustrating to see him go. And like, he's just such a good guy, like with the whole note thing and just how he carried himself even in the breakup. Like he's just such a good guy. So I was almost like mad that she sent him home. Yeah, I think for me, like initially I was also like surprised and I was like a little bit confused because I don't know, I felt like, maybe her and Andrew had a better connection than her and Justin. So I was surprised that she chose Justin over Andrew. Um, But to be honest, I don't know, the whole like envelope thing. And then like Michelle was saying, right? He wrote on the envelope, like if you change your mind, I'll be waiting. But then 
didn't accept her offer, her offer. So I don't know. That was a bit odd to me. I feel like they just, maybe it was like the producers. The producers wanted to paint him in a really positive light to finish off kind of this episode so that maybe he would be the bachelor in coming episodes. Cause I don't know, I found it odd that um, he would say no after that. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. But then it could also be like, Andrew wasn't expecting her to like em- like open the envelope yeah. immediately. So maybe he thought like she'd open it like after the season ends or if she's no longer with anyone else. Cause I get it. Like obviously like she, he wanted to say yes to stay, like staying with Katie for like another week or so. But like in the end, like he knows that he's going to get eliminated because like Katie probably like there's a reason why he was sent home the first time. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it could be like a slide into my DMs whenever you're ready. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like I agree with that. Like I think I'm totally okay with Andrew saying no, just because who wants to be like the second choice. But Mm -hmm. like why would you write that on the card like I don't know really <laughs> it I don't know it's like obviously Katie would have opened it like when she got it like <laughs> the producers just give him a letter and he didn't know what it said and they were like oh just give it to Katie it just says like you're awesome or something like I don't know that was just kind of sketchy to me but I, I know that a lot of people will have questions about it and I'm sure if Andrew S goes on to like an interview people are gonna ask him so I'm very looking forward to his answer mm-hmm. Same. but I teared up when um Katie jumped onto Andrew S and they you know hugged it was like so sweet I was like so sad yeah it was literally a rom-com like the episode had the notebook with Greg's rain kiss yeah. had whatever like Andrew S and Katie had going on like oh my gosh Katie man like that was really romantic I really enjoyed that mm-hmm. okay well that kind of wraps up this week's episode Thank you, Karen, Blarina, Glory, for sharing all, as always, really great insights. Love hearing everyone's opinions on everything. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in. We really appreciate you being here and we're excited to continue on with Katie's journey with you as it wraps up in the coming weeks. Um, And thank you so much. Have a great rest of your night. Toodles and see you next week. Bye. We're here for the right reasons only.